This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. I want to bring you a message entitled Zoom this morning. Zoom. All right, Acts chapter 16, verse number 25. Do you ever have to, well, let me ask you this. Have I ever preached a sermon and you said, that's right where I am, anybody? All right. Well, let me tell you, when I preach a sermon, I have to live it. And this is a message that I didn't know when I was going to bring. And this week, as I have lived this, you're going to have to understand that, that God timed this for us this week. Acts chapter 16, verse number 25. It says, Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners, no, that, that always stands out to me, and the other prisoners were listening. How many of you know that when, when, even when, at your worst times, people are watching what you're going to do? Can I get an amen? Suddenly there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations and all the doors flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. All the doors exploded open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. May the Lord bless His Word. This point that I want to give you quickly today is that your focus will determine your reality. Let me say that again. Your focus will determine your reality. Here's another way to probably say that. Your internal attitudes are more important than your external circumstances. What's, what's happening inside of you is more important than what's happening on the outside of you. Because you can't master what's happening outside of you, but you can master what's happening on the inside of you. One uh, man said it this way, uh, John Milton's his name, said the mind is its own place and in itself it can make a heaven out of hell or a hell out of heaven. You see, we all know people who can find something good to focus on even in the worst of circumstances. And we all know someone who can find something bad to focus on even in the best of circumstances. That's because there's two kinds of people in this world. There's complainers and there's worshipers. Complainers can always find something to complain about, and worshipers can always find something to praise a good God about. Amen? And we're always trying to decide what we're going to be, a complainer or a worshiper, in whatever situation we find ourselves in. We always look at every moment with a hypothesis about everything. Then we look for evidence to support what we think should be. For example, if you decide you don't like someone, you'll notice everything negative about them. Amen? But you find on the opposite of that, if you're head over heels in love with someone, you will, you will not pay any attention to what anybody else says to you in warning. All you will see is what you love about them. That's who we are. That's what we do. You see, what we see what we're looking for. We only really see what we're looking for. If you come into a situation expecting to see problems, expecting to see pain, you're going to find it because we see what we're looking for. What do we see in Acts chapter 16? I mean, what do we see? Is it a really bad day for Paul and Silas? Or is it a key to learning to focus in our own lives to control where we are personally? I mean, here it is for just, just a moment. In Acts 16, Paul and Silas are in prison 
in Philippi because Paul cast a demon out of a woman who is a fortune teller because she loses her power to predict the future, okay? The, the man that was her master then has them imprisoned. They are beaten. This is what Acts 16.22 says. It says, a mob, a mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas and the city officials and ordered them stripped and beaten with rods. They were severely beaten and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape, so the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in stocks. Can you imagine that for a moment? Paul and Silas have done nothing wrong. They have done everything that they're supposed to do. And they find themselves, they wake up, as it were, come to consciousness. They are physically, emotionally, probably even a little spiritually at that moment, spent. They find themselves somewhere they don't want to be. They're, they're going through something they don't want to go through. And all of a sudden, they have the right at this moment to begin to, to just kind of zone out, as it were. They have, the, they have the right at this moment to focus on all the problems. But, but not only are they in a situation they don't want to be in, they're chained in the middle of darkness. They're chained in something where they cannot see the light. And you listen to me carefully. When you are in a situation when you cannot see the light, stop looking for the light and start looking to the light. Find the one that is the great light in the darkness. Find the one who shines brighter than any storm. Find the one. Because here's what has to happen. The Bible says around midnight that all of a sudden they began to worship and they began to praise God. What did they do? Do you know? I'm going to just tell you quickly what they did. They zoomed out. They stepped back and zoomed out. Why? Because the problem is this. We, in our, in our situations, in our circumstances, when we can't, when you're in utter darkness, you can't see very far. And when you can't see very far, all you can see is the problem. All you can see is the negative. All you can see is the struggle. You have to make up your mind that I'm not going to just focus on the problem. I'm not just going to focus on the struggle. I'm going to zoom back from the problem and I'm going to lift up my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. I'm going to look to one that is greater than I because my troubles, they will pull me down but his faithfulness causes me to see things on a grander scale why because when i get my eyes on a bigger god i have to zoom back and i have to am i making sense to anybody this morning amen i zoom out and i look up because the perspective changes yes the problem may still be the problem but we zoom out when we worship worshiping is taking our eyes off our external circumstances and focusing on god we stop focusing on what's wrong with us and with our circumstances and we start focusing on what's right with God. We start looking at the King who is worthy. And here's what worship does. Worship helps us regain our footing. Worship helps us regain our perspective. Worship helps us regain the ability to find something right to praise God about when everything seems to be going wrong. Because when your mind is only dealing with a negative and your mind is only dealing with a problem, you will find yourself just like Peter sinking under the waves. But what changed Peter's situation? When he lifted up his eyes and he reached out to Jesus. Come on now. Can anybody understand what I'm talking about this morning? The devil wants to pull you under. The devil wants to get you focused on every problem. But I've come to tell you, even if you find yourself chained in the middle of a situation you cannot change change the atmosphere by zooming out from the problem and zooming in on jesus and when you zoom in on jesus chains still fall problems are still broken because god is still able and god is still faithful can i get an amen 
this morning. Amen. When we begin to worship, we refocus on the fact that 2,000 years ago, Jesus died on a cross to pay for our penalty for sin. When we begin to worship, we refocus on the fact that God loves us even when we least expect it and least deserve it. When we focus on worship, we focus on the fact that God is going to get me where God wants me to go. Come on now, amen. When we focus on the fact that I have eternity with God to look forward to in a place where there is no mourning and no sorrow and no pain, I understand that where I may be now is just for a season, but God has something better. We become like Abraham who looked for a city whose builder and maker is the Lord God Almighty. Man, worship restores the joy of our salvation. We find somewhere to stand. Is that easy? Absolutely not. Nothing is more difficult than praising God when everything seems to be going wrong. But one of the purest forms of worship is praising God even when you don't feel like it. Because it shows God that your worship is not based on circumstances. Your worship should be based on the character of God. Paul and Silas were in prison. Their bodies were chained. But you cannot chain the human spirit. Albert Einstein said it this way, you cannot solve a problem on the level that it was created. Worship changes the level from which you operate. The level that is created upon you will never be able to move it to where it needs to be. But when you allow God to change your perspective to His perspective, you begin to operate on a different level. And the problem is we've been trying to solve too many problems on an earthly level in the middle of the problem. We need to change the atmosphere of our perspective. Am I making sense to anybody this morning? And as we change the atmosphere of our perspective, what happened in this situation? The chains fell off and the doors flew open. You see, you can't plan miracles. But when you worship God in the worst of circumstances, you never know what is going to happen. Worship sets the stage for miracles. Worship can cause spiritual earthquakes that can change your life. I want you to get this today. We, we, a worship may not change your circumstances, but it will change your life. Are you hearing me? Why don't we just worship it for a moment? Father, you're worthy, you're holy. You're just and you're good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, do it like you mean it for a moment. Father, you're worthy, you're righteous, you're good, you're awesome. We, we thank you, God, that your ways are not our ways. Hallelujah. Research tells us that 50,000 50, times a day you talk to yourself. So those of you who've been talking to yourself, don't think you're crazy any longer. Amen, come on now. Of which 80% is negative. 80% is, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, they don't like me, nobody understands me, nobody wants me. Here's what's happened. Because 80% is the negative. We let what's wrong with us keeping us from worshiping what's right with God. See folks, we're focused on the wrong reality. And we'll never solve these problems on this reality. We can only solve them from a higher plane. A worshiper always finds something to praise God for because they're looking for something to praise God for. Here's a closing thought. The circumstances you complain about become chains that imprison you. But worship is the way out.
It was worship that set Paul and Silas free physically, and it is worship that will set you free emotionally and spiritually. Worship sets off a chain reaction. The prison doors fly open, and the chains break free. How many are thankful for a God who's still breaking chains? Stand with me if you would this morning. Two things. Don't ruin the surprise for the people in the parking lot. Amen. <laughs> and I was so funny, I forgot the second thing. No, come on, amen. <laughs> oh, secondly, don't tell them I did that in 12 minutes, okay? Because <laughs> they're going to get it longer, amen. All right. You know, a song is reverberating in my heart this morning. It's an old song. We are standing on holy ground. I think that's what God's speaking to our church. We are standing on holy ground. He has dedicated this, for whatever reason, to send the gospel to the world. A place that was once a bar. A place that once had lives destroyed on this property for the last 25 years. Or almost 25 years has sent the gospel to the world. Father, from this place, we lift our voices yet again and we say God is good and His mercy endures forever. And He is faithful to a thousand generations. In the middle of our storms, You are still God and You are still able to break every chain that binds us or Lord, I'm reminded of what this says. Not only did the chains fall off of the worshipers, but it fell off of everyone around them. Let the chains fall. Let them be broken. Because we worship the God whose hand is not shortened. You see every circumstance that people are facing in this house. We declare you are greater. Come on, church, help me with that. We declare... You are greater. Greater than every problem. Greater than every struggle. You are greater. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can you give God a praise this morning? Amen. 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 When they ask you what the announcement is, just shake your head and say, God be with you. Amen. God bless you. today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at Warhill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 815, 930, and 11 a.m., where you will find real love now.